Hello and welcome to A Life in Music with Russell Scott. This podcast is dedicated to all you performers out there who want to be the very best you can be. Whether you're just starting out, a budding professional, just love performing, or have been professionally working in the industry for years, this podcast will help you be the very best. Thank you for joining us today, and don't forget you can check out the website, alifeinmusic.com. Now, without further ado, please welcome the man himself. With over 35 years professional performance experience, 100,000 record sales behind him, and a career spanning the worlds of classical music and musical theatre, on film, on television, on radio, and on stage, this is A Life in Music with Russell Scott. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of A Life in Music with Russell Scott, the podcast that is dedicated to performers out there who want to be their very, very best. And today I'm uh, going to chat to you uh, about fitness and how fit you need to be to get cast in something. <laughs> now, that might not just be what you look like, but it might be what you feel like or what you uh, what your demeanor is really based on your fitness and your personality and you know we're going to talk about diet and we're going to talk about fitness and we're going to talk about training and I've got a little special guest with me today as well who uh, I'm going to bring onto the show in a few minutes time but I I've been into fitness for a, a very long time and before I got married some uh, six or so years ago I used to train four times a week I didn't really have much idea about nutrition, so I just used to eat like a pig, and uh, you know I love my food. So the trouble is that once you get married, you kind of forget about fitness and you have other things to deal with, and and you have kids, and then that goes out the window, and it you know it it becomes very very difficult to juggle everything and to actually keep exercise up and eat properly when everything's rushed and you're in a hurry and you're trying to work and meanwhile you're trying to look after kids and meanwhile you're trying to keep your relationship in order so um, it kind of went out the window for some time but I got to the point where I've uh, I sort of hit 40 and um, nobody knows that of course uh, I kind of hit 40 and noticed my belly was starting to uh, fall over the top of my trousers um, and I was on holiday fairly recently and I was getting really depressed by the fact that my shirt buttons were really, really sort of stretching the, the shirt and my belly was starting to pop out and uh, my trousers wouldn't do up and I took four pairs of shorts with me and only one of them fit and I was getting quite depressed about it and I just thought, you know what, I've had enough. I've just, I'm just done with this. I am not going to go and buy new clothes. I refuse to go and buy another another inch wasted trousers there it was just not going to happen um so i decided to do something about it and there and then i decided right i'm first of all uh i'm not going to worry so much about my my what i'm going to eat yet because obviously i was on holiday and i wanted to eat and drink and everything else like everybody else does but i was going to start using the gym so i decided to start using the gym and whilst i was on holiday i started using the gym three or four times 
a week. Uh, I was there for a couple of weeks. I wasn't too worried about, as I said, about what I was eating, uh, but I wasn't going to be stupid about it any longer. And what I decided was I was gradually going to start bringing more fitness in and more training in, and then I'd start working on the diet and gradually and gradually change that. But what the most important thing was, was that I was going to change my mindset. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that if, you, if your mind is in the right place and you read about stuff and you keep reading and reading, and you know, you're, you're almost brainwashing yourself. But I, I get very obsessive about things and I'm very passionate about things. And when I do something, I give, I give everything. I put 100% into it. So I'm a bit of a, a man on a mission at the moment. I got home from holiday. I carried on at the gym. I went and got myself some new uh, training clothes and I started reading and I started subscribing to the men's magazines and I started reading about fitness online again. I had a, a chat with a very good friend of mine um, and I decided, right, it's time. So I got myself the My Fitness Pal app, which is really fantastic uh, to log everything. And one of the first things you do is you, you, know, you keep logging, you log your food uh, and you see exactly what you're eating. And I decided that one of the things I was going to do was I was going to balance everything out. I was going to be training three or four times a week. I was going to get some cardio in, which I was going to add last because I hate cardio. I was going to add that in last, but I was going to try and get my nutrition right. And I got some advice on this and I read this, uh, what I think is it was, it was an amazing book called Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle by a guy called Tom Venuto. And I thought it was going to be a real... Uh, cheesy book uh, and and just awful but actually it was absolutely brilliant and then when I was talking to my friend about it everything sort of added up so what I d ended up doing was I worked out how many calories I needed to maintain my weight each day um, my uh, friend told me what I should probably reduce it to to get myself started losing weight and then I worked out the ratios of, of macronutrients so the, your carbohydrate your fat and your protein and worked out what my body needed to produce uh, decent muscle and to lose fat and obviously you can't do the two things at the same time and I think a lot of people think you can and I thought I could um, but I was wrong and I think I took the advice of trying to lose some weight first uh, and then start building the muscle um, and it all seems to be working at the moment in the past four weeks I have lost about seven pounds about half a stone I've got about an inch gone off my waist I'm looking much better I'm feeling much better I've got myself using a Fitbit to measure how many steps a day I'm walking and I'm aiming for between 10 and 20,000 steps a day and I've gradually increased my workouts to four maybe even five times in the last week I've swam twice this week already and uh, my I haven't uh, gone over my calorie intake a single day yet in the past three weeks um, so I'm really really excited because I'm seeing the results and what the first one of the first things I did was took a photograph of myself um, which wasn't terribly pleasant to look at and I took it again yesterday and I just thought wow I'm I could actually see some difference and it's really really amazing so I've got uh, you know I've got uh, the, the book to thank for that but I've got a friend of mine uh, who is with us today and uh, his name is Lewis Richardson now Lewis actually trained as an actor and has become now trained as a personal fitness coach a personal trainer and he's rather good at it um, so welcome Lewis Richardson hello nice to be here 
Well, it's great to have you. Great to have you on the show. And it's great to have a friend of mine on the show, which is even better because I can talk to you quite easily without yeah. worrying too much about what I'm going to say and what sort of questions I'm going to going to answer. So uh, tell, tell everybody about yourself and kind of your background before we start. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Lewis Richardson. Uh, I am a trained actor. I trained at Mount View Academy of Theatre Arts. Uh, and as Russell said, I'm also a qualified personal trainer, um, which is something I came to after training as an actor and, and you know, going out into the into the world of uh, performing arts. And obviously, as everyone on the call, I'm sure is aware, it's not the more secure income stream and the secure, more secure career pathway. Uh, so the personal training was something that I decided to do alongside it to to support my family. I'm I'm also married and have a little baby boy now. So um, fitness has always been a, a very big passion of mine, um, and it's always been the thing in my life that I've gone back to. So th- I had quite a, a long um, uh, sort of uh, pathway through drama school. I ended up going to two different drama schools. I went to Central School of Speech and Drama first. Uh, spent a year at Central, um, and then I actually just, I actually left the course at Central, uh, took a year out, and restarted at Mount View in two thousand and seven. And that year, that year gap in between, um, 2006, was basically the year that really cemented and solidified my passion for fitness because that was basically all I had. I was working full time at Topshop, uh, which obviously wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, and the only thing that I had to really sink my teeth into was my training and my fitness. Um, so that became a, a very, very big part of my life that's just remained with me. And now, obviously, being a, a health and wellness professional, part of my passion now is passing that on to other people and helping other people achieve what they want to achieve um, and be able to live active, healthy lifestyles. And how how important do you think that is for uh, for people in this industry, for performers particularly? Uh, I think it's massively important uh, for people in the performing arts industry, especially in live theatre, um, where you've got to have incredible amounts of stamina, um and energy levels you know one of the biggest things i think that that actors and performers struggle with is long runs of shows and evening performances um and very demanding strenuous roles when they don't have the fitness to support it yeah and you watch a show and you you think how on earth can they do this eight times a week uh, for a mm-hmm. year or whatever the run might be i think mm-hmm. i i think I, i've seen that happen so many times i mean i remember when i was um MDing godspell on tour last year i remember going through the the um rehearsal process and i would pour of sweat at the beginning of the of it i mean i would just i would you know by three or four hours of, of working through six hours eight hours working through rehearsals i'd be an absolute mess by the end mm-hmm. and then gradually as i was doing it more and more through the rehearsal process i realized i wasn't sweating quite as much and then the times the performances came by the kind of you know the, the sort of first third of the tour i was i wasn't really sweating very much at all you know sort of mm-hmm. damping my my brow perhaps but i wasn't pouring of sweat like i was which just shows you how fit you become and how fit you, how fit you need to be to do it and I obviously I was just conducting I wasn't actually you know dancing around on stage and doing these massive mm. dance routines mm. I think it's- yeah and I think it's also very telling you know you can spot a mile off the people who don't have the stamina um you know their their breath support isn't there um they're sweating they're out of breath during the numbers singing and moving isn't happening at the same time because they're not able to sustain um their breath um so you know for anyone who wants to be a high caliber professional performer i think fitness is has got to be one of their main areas of of concern 
And I think I, I think I think the other thing is I think people think when they're not working, when they're not actually doing a show, that it's not that important to to keep fit and look after yourself. I mean, the thing is that if they sent, then suddenly get a role, they're back mm. in it. They need to be fit suddenly, and they realise they don't quite have the fitness they thought they had. Exactly, and unfortunately, fitness is one of those you know one of those curses that it's very very difficult to achieve but it's very very easy to lose very easy and that's just the same with with singing i mean i i i, I often see uh, people for coaching i mean i i i i i i do it very often but i often see people for coaching that i'll see once a week and we'll get a, a you know x result and then i get some some who come fortnightly or monthly or you know some people can't afford it some people don't don't want to have the the, the coaching that often but mm. the people i don't see as often as weekly you can see the difference in 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 how they're singing the way they're singing their stamina their strength their breath control and how it totally differs um, and i i always use the analogy of 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 the gym i mean you know you go to the gym once a week you'll get an you'll get x result you go to the gym three times a week you get a totally different result and it's all about maintaining because you need sustainability in this industry when you're you know when you're performing you're acting you're going on stage you, you only have to look at shakespeare actors and you know they're not singing and dancing they're acting but you can see them working so hard and the sweat that's pouring off them how fit they actually need to be and it, um, it's all about consistency uh, like you said it's about it's about consistent you know uh, activity consistent exercise it's not about all or nothing you can't just absolutely annihilate yourself once or one week and think that's enough um it, you know it's about consistent effort over time that helps you get to where you want to get to and once you've got to a level of fitness that you enjoy uh, that you're happy with that consistency has to continue in order to maintain that level of fitness it's not like you've reached the end goal if you like and then you can just give up you know and, and stop going um I, I heard a quote once that i thought was incredible was was really succinct actually and it was that um exercise is your rent and it has to be paid daily. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's great, but it's not. You know, it's. I. I. I think, and I, I've been reading about this that it's not just about uh, your fitness and your training. It's not just about nutrition. It's also about the quality of your sleep and the quality of your relaxation. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, active people have deeper sleep, more able to sleep, um, and they get much more you know recovery in their sleep time than people who don't exercise now i'm going to talk a little bit in a minute about uh some of the best bits of best fitness techniques you can you can use and some of the best sports you can do that are going to help singers and actors alike but tell me how you got fit um because you know you 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 went from what i think was a, a normal looking guy to someone with amazing physique in quite a short amount of time tell tell, tell me how did you do it <laughs> um well i mean i've been I've, I've been training on and off since i was sort of 16 17 um before i started drama school i got into an incredible shape um and was very very muscular and then when i started at mount view uh, one of the first things they said to me obviously to be to be an actor and to train as an actor it's very important to be fluid and mobile um and they they felt that i was too muscular muscularly tight so i was too rigid and and restricted uh so they st they stopped me going to the gym uh or doing they stopped me good stopped me doing weights anyway 
Um, and so obviously I then lost all that fitness that I'd regained. And I'm very much like you, I hate cardio. So I have got some tips about how to get cardio in without actually doing cardio. Um, and, um, so I lost all that fitness while, while I was at Mountview and through drama school. And then I had to regain that afterwards. Um, for me, it's about creating a plan, getting your plan cemented. And there's lots of different, there's, there's lots of different training protocols uh, and systems out there that you can follow depending on what your goals are. If you want to gain muscle, if you want to lose body fat, if you want to inc increase or improve your cardiovascular fitness, there's lots of different training systems and protocols. It's about finding the one that's right for you or the one that's been tried and tested and has been proven to work more successfully, creating a plan and then sticking to the plan and have deadlines, have goals in mind. What do you want to achieve by when? So it might be that you want to, you know, if you're looking at building muscle, uh, a great way to keep track of that is by circumference measurements. So measure the circumference of your arms, your chest, your waist, um, your thighs, whatever it is, um, and then measure that progress as you're going along and set a goal that, you know, by um, six months time, you want to have increased the, the circumference of your arms by two, three inches or whatever it is, whatever goal is, you know, you've got your body fat percentage. I know you're focusing a lot on your body fat percentage and bringing that down. So it's about having a goal in mind of how much you want to have lost by when. And, um, and yeah, I mean, my, my personal training, I train at the moment, I'm training four days a week. Uh, I do a, a muscle building split. So I split the muscle groups into four different categories. So today, for example, I trained my back and my triceps, um, tomorrow I'm doing my legs, um, because obviously, you know, your legs, your thigh, your quads are the biggest muscle group in your body. Um, and so the legs require a whole training session on their own. Yeah, I think I think I think we could have a whole we could whole, have a whole program talking about workouts. I'm, I have no doubt, and I I would be fascinated by it. And I think some some of our listeners would probably be fascinated about it because some of them are probably doing this already, and some of them will be getting results. Some of them won't be, uh, and some of them are thinking I couldn't think of anything worse than doing that. So mm -hmm. talk about. Um, I mean, actually, before I, before I go on asking you about the cardio side of things, I have noticed without any shadow of a doubt that. Uh, my lung capacity and my breathing uh, is so much better since I've been training and keeping fit. Mm. There is no doubt about that in my mind whatsoever. I mean, I've always always had good breath control. Obviously, I'm a trained singer and um, I, I I coach on a regular basis and have been doing so for for 16 years. So I I should have good lung capacity. I should have good breathing techniques. Um, but I I went to the uh, my GP recently because I had to have a a, a check for my asthma because I I suffered for uh, for a, a long time as a child very badly with asthma, which thankfully I outgrew uh, when I was in my early teens. But I still have to go every so often to uh, to get it checked. And when I did my peak flow reading, she said. Um, that uh, she was expecting a, a certain uh, you know result and she says as you get older particularly as you you start getting into your late 30s and early 40s the peak flow readings will start start getting less and less uh, as as your you know your the capacity of your lung capacity and your the strength of your of the way that you out out outpour your breath um is and uh, surprisingly my peak flow was absolutely identical to how it's always been for the last 20 years and she was quite staggered by this and i said well 
I'm kind of not surprised because it's what I do for a living. I breathe for a living. <laughs> I use breath control, breath techniques for a living to do my job. And so I would expect them to be good. And that just reaffirmed in my mind just how amazing singing is for you um, from from that side of things. And so I suspect that the, you know, when, when you're weight training, uh, you obviously, breathing is very important. And breathing, you know, inward and outward at the, at the right times and, and all that sort of stuff and taking deep breaths and letting them out slowly and all that sort of stuff which we you know, we won't go into now but these are all very important things but I've also been doing a lot of swimming and that's what I've been doing as my as my cardio I haven't been going running or sitting on a, a cross trainer or um, rowing or step machine or whatever as some people like to do a lot of people love love running and stuff that's not my bag but I've noticed, as I said, a huge, huge difference uh, in my uh, in my breathing and how relaxed I am at breathing, taking deep breaths and breathing through the belly and all that sort of stuff without even really thinking about it and even noticing it's changing. And that's all since I've been doing this fitness. Yeah, excellent. I mean, you, you're right that, you know, weight training in particular um, requires very specific breathing patterns. We always advise that you breathe in as you're going through the eccentric portion of a, a rep and you breathe out so you're contracting the core as you go through the concentric, as you go through the lifting portion of the rep. Um, and that that is very much the same as breath control in singing where, yep. you're, where you're breathing out and you're contracting and, tense, and, and tightening your core to support that breath so you're not straining the throat and uh, and holding it elsewhere, holding the tension elsewhere. So you're right that, you know, they are, they are linked in that way that breath control and breath support is very much important with weight training when you're going to very very heavy weight training so sort of talking the four to six rep range um we we have different techniques with the breath as well like no one known as the valsalva technique and things like that where it's you're holding the breath controlling it and then releasing it to get that extra effort um and what have you so yeah and the other thing is whether you're doing cardiovascular training on a treadmill uh, you know the very traditional stereotypical cardiovascular exercise or whether you're doing weight training and not even focusing on cardiovascular exercise you are going to be training your your heart and your lung capacity anyway because anything that raises your heart rate and any exercise raises your heart rate has a cardiovascular element to it Absolutely. Well, we're just going to take a break away from this conversation just for a minute, and then we're going to get your sort of top tips on how to do cardio without even thinking about it. And um, just talking about the, the sort of recommended sports and recommended activities you could do to uh, to help uh, singing and performance. Um, but what I wanted to do was just mention on the website at www.alifeinmusic.com, there is an opportunity to grab an ebook, a free ebook for the 10 tips to the perfect performance and it's a really great ebook um, that you should go onto the site straight away and make sure you just chuck your email address in in your name and I will send that to you free of charge without any obligation at all there's no upsell or anything like that you literally punch in your information and you will get sent the 10 tips to the perfect performance so go on that uh, site now and do that Anyway, back to Lewis. Uh, come on then, tell us how do we how do we do cardio even if we hate it? Okay. Um, so as as I said, anything, any exercise that raises the heart rate has a cardiovascular element to it. Okay. So I 
hate treadmills with a passion. I don't think they should have ever been invented. If you're going to run, <laughs> if you're going to run, go outside. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the only kind of treadmill that I would personally use is uh, called a Woodway Curve, or there's other brands as well. Woodway is the one I know. It's a curved treadmill that's not powered by electricity. It's powered by you. And so it requires a lot more glute and hamstring activation, a lot more effort level from effort from you rather than a, a machine doing it for you. Uh, and because of the curved dynamic of the treadmill itself, um, it's actually much more ergonomically um, uh, sort of replicated to real life running. Uh, and it reduces the amount of knee problems we've seen. You know, treadmills are, are terrible for causing knee problems. Um, but in terms of doing cardiovascular exercise, I, I stay away from all known mainstream cardiovascular pieces of equipment. The only one that I would really use that often is a rower, a rowing machine, because they are great um, for getting the heart rate up and, and absolutely torching your whole body. Um, but basically find any sort of exercises that increase your heart rate. So body weight exercises are fantastic. Jump squats, burpees, press-ups, um, you know, I could go on pull-ups. If you've got uh, come on, what's a, what's a burpee? I know what a burpee is. What's a burpee? A burpee is when you, so you, so basically it's a different, it, there's different parts of it. You go into a squat, put your hands on the floor, throw your legs out behind into a press up, come back up from the press up, jump your feet back into your hands and then jump in the air. Wow. Okay. That's a burpee. That's one rep. <laughs> okay. okay. So, um, yeah, so you've got all those different exercises, lunges, jump lunges, um, you know, uh, pike press-ups, which is basically almost like doing a shoulder press, uh, but your, your body's in a pike position, so your bum's in the air. Um, and um, so if you did sort of six, five to six exercises, spent 60 seconds on each exercise, 30 to 60 seconds on each exercise, and did one after the other, so you're straight through the circuit, and then rest for a couple of minutes, that's effectively high-intensity interval training, which you see a lot of people doing on treadmills, sprints, you know, 30-second sprint, minute recovery, 30-second sprint, minute recovery. Another way of doing it is by doing a circuit of various exercises that's challenging the full body, head to toe, uh, with some light resistance. So it's not, you know, it's not heavy weight training. It's not going to cause hypertrophy or muscle building. It's just light resistance training that's going to burn calories, get your heart rate going, um, and get it done in a much shorter space of time as well. You know, if you did a, say for example, you did a six station, six exercise circuit with a two minute rest in between, that's eight minutes per circuit. Yeah. You did that three times, that's ample. And that's what that's eight, 16, 24 minutes. Yeah. And tell me what's hypertrophy because people won't know out there. Hypertrophy is muscle building. Basically right. it's the, the, the process your muscles go through to grow. Right. Okay. And something that's very interesting is really thinking about this now, your body is your instrument. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and if you, you know, you've got to look after your instrument, otherwise you, you know, you've got nothing to play. Mm, yeah, completely. As an actor, as um, a singer, you know, as soon as you get, as soon as you get comfortable exploring physical movement and what the body can do. And as dancers, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of dancers on the call as well as dancers, you know, full well, what your bodies are capable of and the different movements and the different, you know, ranges of motion and dynamics that we have exercise becomes a, a, an endless playground of what can you do? You know, think about all the different ways you can exercise and challenge your body without even having to go into a gym. Yeah. You know, you can go down the park and do cartwheels, do 60 seconds of cartwheels. And that's, you know, that's exercise. It's cardiovascular exercise. Yeah. 
And I, I hear a, a lot that, I mean, we, we, I've spoken before on the subject of posture, um, mm. and I know that uh, training can help posture a lot, um, but how how dangerous is it? How, how dangerous is it to affect um, singers and their posture by lifting heavy weights? Uh, it's not dangerous at all, as long as it's done properly, um, with correct form, and it's balanced. Um, so if your program isn't balanced, that's when it's going to cause problems. Um, there's a there's a bit of a, a sort of like an in joke with people who train a lot, where you you'll say that someone suffers from mirror syndrome. Um, a mirror syndrome is basically someone who only trains the muscles that they can see in the mirror. Right. <laughs> and what happens then is they'll become very very tight in one area. So say for example they've overtrained their chest. So their chest becomes really tight. That's going to roll their shoulders forward and pull their arms in towards each other. So it's hunching them over. That's going to cause a weakness in the upper back, which is going to cause what we call a kyphotic posture, which is where the curve of the upper back is pro is, is pronounced. So it's too much of a curve. And obviously that hunching over is then going to constrict the lungs. So the lung capacity suddenly gets restricted because your lungs don't have the room to open up and inflate as much as they need to. So it's about making sure you've got balance and symmetry in your training making sure you're training the the, the muscles in the upper back um, just as much as you are in the chest training the muscles in the back of the legs the hamstrings and the glutes just as much as you are the front of the legs and as long as you do that and as long as you make sure that you're exercising with correct form and technique not overtraining, so not going too hard too heavy and and you know causing problems and injuries and making sure that you are fully balanced within your program there is no risk whatsoever and in fact what all it will do is enhance correct posture and of course people are going to say well how do i get all this and this is all overwhelming so i'm we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave your details at the end and uh you know we might get a few listeners contacting you for some advice or uh, yeah. certainly for some personal training but you know you can go to your gym and uh, get an induction and people will show you around and show you how to use the equipment and uh, set you a program up as well um But there are other forms of exercise as well, uh, apart from uh, weightlifting and especially with cardio. And I, I've been swimming recently, I mean, particularly because it's so, so damn hot at the moment. Uh, I've been swimming and I've been, what I've been doing, now you'll tell me if this is good or bad or indifferent now, is I've, I've been sort of doing uh, sort of 20, 20 lengths of breaststroke. And then I've been kind of doing these drills of sort of 50 meters of front crawl uh, as fast as I possibly can and then resting for a couple of minutes and then doing another one. And then I've been doing sort of five of those and then going back to another sort of 10, uh, 10 of breaststroke. So I think I've been doing really what you were talking about, about, uh, you know, high intensity interval training by doing these kind of sudden drills to sort of keep the heart racing and then slow it down again and then build it back up again. And so is that right? Am I thinking correctly? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Yeah, um, you, there's a lot of different drills you can do while swimming. Um, so with swimming, what you tend to you tend to focus in phases. So if you look at professional swimmers, uh, they'll have phases to their training. So much like you've done, they'll have a phase of breaststroke. Um, it may be a, a certain distance or a certain time that they're doing one uh, technique of uh, one swimming technique for. Then they'll move into drills, just like you've done, where they'll do sprint front crawl or sprint back crawl or whatever it is butterfly um and then they'll move into sort of the cool down phase of their training as well all yeah. all in the pool 
Yeah. And I think, you know, what? I, I didn't I didn't go mad at the beginning, uh, any of this. And I said right at the beginning, I did this all very, very gradually. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm wonderful. and I've done it all perfectly far from it. I'm only sort of a month or six weeks into it. So, you know, watch this space to see how far I go. I'm, I'm kind of a man on a mission at the moment. I want to see how far I can get. It's the first time I feel like I've really focused and committed and I'm doing it properly with the best advice I can get around me um, but I, I found swimming you see I, I went swimming just because I was hot one day and I thought it'd be good exercise and I only managed about half a dozen lengths and I realized how unfit I was for swimming but that doesn't mean I was unfit in other areas doing other things but you know my body wasn't used to swimming but that's why I think it's very important that people don't have these expectations of thinking suddenly they've got to go crazy and they've got to go into the gym four times a week and do an hour in the gym and do you know 40 minutes of running every day and go to, and you can't do everything because your body's not ready for it and I, I I've realized this myself and I, I I decided right at the start I was going to kind of pace myself and just keep increasing the intensity of what I was doing rather than trying to do everything at once and then getting over training which is just as bad as I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about in a second I mean is that the way to, is that the best way of doing it or do you think a, a, yeah. an overall balance is better to start with and how do you how do you find out sort of where your levels are so again, yeah, um, you're absolutely right that um, you can't go in too hard, too heavy, because all that you'll do is burn yourself out. Um, you'll get um, disappointed with the results that don't come um, and inevitably, you know, fall off the wagon. Um, you have to pace yourself and you have to start introduce yourself slowly and build it up, as you said. Um, the f first and foremost, I mean, as a as a personal trainer, when I get a new client, there are basically phases of training that we go through, um, and it's called periodization to give you the proper term of it. But basically, periods of training um, that increases the intensity as you go through. Um, the first period, the first area, um, is focusing mainly on in, uh, improving tendon and ligament strength, and and. In, and stamina, cardiovascular fitness, so that they're ready to go through the higher intensity levels of training. Um, it depends on what their goals are and how quickly they want to achieve it. If someone's got a very sort of immediate need to lose a lot of weight, they're going to need to go in harder, stronger, sooner. So then they're probably going to need a bit more support to make sure what they're doing is right um, and effective uh, and not just burning themselves out and actually causing more damage than, than good. Um, but it's like anything, it's like, you know, you don't learn to run before you can walk. You've got to learn the basics before you start building it up in intensity and complexity. And I think if you do it right, it makes you feel so good. I mean, I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. And I always say to people, if you don't enjoy something, don't do it. And I, I think this is a, the same for this. I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it because I'm seeing results. It's given me more energy than I can ever remember having. Um, and especially with it with a young family as as you well know it really takes it out of you and you you know you, mm. you you do your job and you're working and everything and I'm now training sometimes in the middle of the day um, because I find an hour because I think to myself well when I finish training I'm going to feel even better than I do to start with I'm not going to feel knackered mm. um, and it it, it, it incre you know there are so many benefits I mean there are so many benefits to singing and acting and and so there are so many benefits of training and being fit and being ready to do those jo those jobs mm. and I mean just just as I mean I've been looking Looking things up and reading, but I, but uh, about some of the benefits of, of of doing this stuff. But I can tell you myself, you know, all the things I'm reading here. For example, you know, an increase in self-esteem and confidence, enhancing your mood, relieving stress, making you feel uplifted, um, increasing positive feelings. Um, it's 
it's an amazing thing, health and fitness. And and I know yeah. people can fall off the wagon and start eating cheesecake, as I love to do so often. Um, but you know, one piece is not going to hurt you. It's whether it's 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 the ongoing thing. It's having a piece every day. You you've you've got to you know you you've got to have good nutrition and a good sustainable, reliable, realistic fitness program um, that you know you will just keep to. And I hope that in the next two months, three months, six months, I'm saying exactly the same thing as I'm seeing here. Um, because it, it, it does so much good for your body. What Do you, um, whilst I'm on the subject of feeling good, looking good and, and all that sort of stuff, I'm not going to talk too much about um, food on this program because uh, I've, I've done it before and um, talked about some of the things that are good for singers and bad for singers. Um, you know, the uh, as I said, it's pretty obvious, you know, if you... If you uh, you know you burn out more calories than you're taking in you're going to lose weight um and it's about eating the right balance of food which you you know perhaps talk, talk tell, tell us about a little bit about that but also tell us about the sort of supplements that you believe in taking and how important they are in the diet and why we need to take those if we're you know if we're eating a good balanced uh you know nutritional plan yeah so um i mean in terms of the sort of balance of macronutrients that you're talking about, the way I look at it, um, and my my focus is uh, very much like the Paleolithic diet. I'm not I'm not true Paleo, um, but I do take a lot of the lessons that they teach us uh, on board, and so I stick to uh, what does that What does that mean? Hang on, because our listeners are not going to understand what that is. Paleolithic is basically so the Paleolithic diet is from the Paleolithic era, which is basically caveman. Um, so it's it's otherwise known as the caveman diet. Um, so anything basically unprocessed natural um either it basically either once grew swam or walked <laughs> is basically the bottom line right uh, you can eat it um but yeah so i follow a macronutrient split of 40 percent carbohydrates 30 percent protein and 30 percent good healthy fats um and the reason why that's such a, a, a better such a beneficial macronutrient split is because what a lot of people tend to under eat fats because they think fat makes them fat and it doesn't actually well it you know the, the main culprit for making people put on weight is sugar which is otherwise known as carbohydrates so people when people overeat on carbohydrates because they're reducing their fat all that happens is that they end up piling their body with too much sugar to process and that just gets stored as fat. So by limiting the carbohydrates to 40%, having a good amount of protein to rebuild muscle and to regrow cells, and then a good level of good fats, which helps with bodily function, protein synthesis, and all these sorts of scientific things, um, that's going to be the most beneficial in terms of feeding your body the nutrients it needs to, to function properly. When it comes to supplements, um, my approach with supplements is always that, you know, look at your diet and see if you need them. The the only supplement that I absolutely categorically think everybody should be taking is omega-3, um, a, a very good omega-3 capsule. And the reason for that is because our farming and agriculture that we have today has caused us to be severely deficient in omega-3. Um, we're meant to be on a balance between omega-3 and omega-6, we're meant to be one-to-one -one ratio. Whereas actually, because of the way we farm, because of the way we process our food, we're actually more like one to 20 in favor of omega-6. And what are the so, differences between the two and what do they do for you? Omega-3 is anti-inflammatory and omega-6 is pro-inflammatory. 
So you need both in your diet and you you need both in your body because if you fall over and twist your ankle, you need it to swell up to protect your ankle in the short term. But you need the anti-inflammatory to bring down that swelling later on. And you also need anti-inflammatory to bring down any inflammations or swelling internally in organs and things like that. If you're not getting enough omega-3, you're not getting any of those anti-inflammatory benefits. And so that's when people become bloated, inflamed and start to get problems going on internally like tumors which is an inflammation um so having a having a good omega-3 supplement is just in, is just ensuring that you are getting enough omega-3 into your body so that you're not too pro-inflammatory uh, and struggling with and uh, struggling to bring down inflammation with regards to protein um, and other supplements like that, um, I think you know it depends if you're if you're able to consume enough through diet, and this comes down to a lot of different factors: your weight, your height, your age, whether you're a man or a woman, all these sorts of different factors. If you are able to consume enough through your diet, no, you don't need a supplement. It's there's a convenience factor to it. It's very easy to mix a shake and drink it, and it's much easier to do that than cook a chicken breast and eat it. Um, there's the, you know, but then if you're getting to a point where you need to consume more protein than actually you could physically sit down and eat in a day, uh, which is, you know, where I am, that's when a protein supplement comes into effect. But I would always ensure that you're looking at a protein supplement that's, that's wholly nutritious. Okay. So the protein supplement I use isn't just protein. It also contains over 20 essential vitamins and minerals, a moderate amount of carbohydrates to refuel my body after exercise, and some good fats in there as well. And it, I, I happen to use a vegan protein because I can vouch for the quality uh, and the absorption rate of it. It's much more easily absorbed than whey or casein or anything like that. Um, so I'm utilizing more of the protein rather than it just going through and passing as waste. And all all these uh, protein drinks and protein bars and things that you can get, because um, you can, you know you can get them in chemists on the high street. You know it's all it's it's all easy to to, to go and get. Um, they all contain vitamins and stuff. So do you need a multivitamin on top if you're t- if you're drinking all this stuff and eating all this stuff? Do you need another multivitamin on top, or is it enough? Or do you, you know your body gets well, rid of anything it doesn't need anyway, doesn't it? It depends. I mean, it depends on um, what brand of supplements you're using because not all protein shake uh, in particular protein drinks a lot of them don't contain extra vitamins and minerals they are literally just protein in fact most of them don't even contain fat which is hilarious because your body can only absorb protein in the presence of fat so if you get a fat-free protein shake it's doing nothing for you whatsoever um you know and they and they often contain a lot of sugar as well you know if you're getting them off the high street um so in that sense yes i would also take a multivitamin i personally don't take any multivitamins because as i said i i have a a protein shake that contains over 20 essential vitamins and minerals and on top of that i'm taking omega-3 capsules and a greens balance supplement as well uh which gives me all the phytonutrients and things like that that i need so in my supplement regime i don't include an, an additional multivitamin the thing to be aware of with supplementation is overdosing um, because you can overdose on on vitamins and minerals and you can overdose on protein um, and it does have implications into your general well-being you know and an, uh, an ex an excessive amount of protein intake uh, particularly from animal sources contributes to kidney stone formation um, and also causes the kidneys to break down and can actually cause kidney failure if it's gone to massive extremes uh, an overdose of vitamin A can be, you know, in, in extreme cases can be fatal. So it is making sure that you're not just 
plowing yourself full of whatever you can get hold of. Yeah. Um, it has to be with, you know, it has to be incorporated within your overall nutritional plan. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I think it's a very good advice. I mean, you've come up with some amazing, amazing advice today. I think that not only I, I'm, I'm, you know, fascinated by, but I'm sure, I'm sure listeners will be really intrigued as well. But a lot of this is going to go over, over people's head as well. And I, I think it's really important to, um, first of all, just work out where you are in your sort of mindset of, of fitness and health. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people love health and fitness stuff. Some people don't have time for it, don't want to make time for it, think they're fit already, uh, don't need to do anything, feel okay. But, you know, just, just listen to the, listen to the professionals, I suppose, not just, not just us, but listen to the people around and, and just, you know, think to yourself, how fit are you to do the job you're doing? And how fit do you want to be? How well do you want to do your job? You know, I, 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 I strive to be the best I can be and that's what I do this show for it's to inspire others to do the same and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now and this is another you know a part of the the journey of life um, in in being the best I can be and that's and that's really what I what I'd like you know what I'm trying to instill into, into others um, I'm not suggesting that everybody goes out there and tries to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger that's not it at all it's you know it, it's not just about becoming hugely muscly or anything a lot of a lot of females out there don't want to do that at all but it's about finding the right balance of fitness and the right balance of nutrition and looking after yourself and keeping yourself you know the best health and fitness you can possibly be to be able to do your job and to do what you continue loving which is to sing and to perform and to get on stage and to act and and to dance and um and and to do that well you need to be fit that that is the that's the bottom line and i think you know when uh, when i've cast productions before you know some people walk in the room and you look at them and you think there's no way they're going to be able to do this job they're just they just don't look healthy enough they just don't look well enough and lo and behold you know they start singing or dancing or acting and you think yeah yeah, they, they need to get fit. They need to either get fit, they need to look after themselves a bit better. You know, they could, you know, be tired. You've got to be on top form. You've got to be, you've got to go to an audition on top form. You've got to, your voice has got to be great. Your, 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 your physique has got to be as good as you can get it. I mean, you know, obviously when, you, when you're casting certain roles, you're looking for a certain size or shape or height of person or look of person. So I'm not suggesting that everybody needs to be tall, skinny, you know, dark and handsome or anything like that. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own unique um, well-being but it's all about being the best that you can be as a person and feeling great about yourself to give you the confidence to do what you love doing and be the best that you can be so just to finish off uh, Lewis any any sort of final advice you'd like to give people out there as as I've just sort of thrown a few things out yeah I think um, you know I think what you said is is right it's about being healthy fit and able to do the job it's not about being skinny it's not about being muscly um, it, you know it, I, I know some I know some people that would you would consider to be unhealthy if you looked at them but actually their stamina their fitness and everything else is so incredible because that's the way they train and they're capable of doing that um, it's about finding, you know, it's, it's about improving who you are. And you may well be happy with where you are, but if, if, if you've got to a level where you think, yeah, I'm happy with this, think well, what, how better could, how much better could you be? Where could you get to? Where could you push it to? And how is that, what's that going to open up for you? What other opportunities, other roles, other, you know, jobs, is it going to open up to you if you just do that? And the other thing with fitness with me is I find that, you know, 
as as a as a part of a routine i find it one of the most beneficial things for increasing productivity if you are exercising regularly you will be more productive you will be more proactive and and opportunities will literally just appear in front of you because you are open to them and ready for them um and um yeah i would strongly recommend everybody gets a really strong good um exercise plan whether it's gym based not gym based or whatever all i would recommend is that everybody includes some form of resistance training that doesn't mean weightlifting resistance can be your own body but it is the most beneficial form of exercise over cardio and anything else is some good resistance training and in the show notes today i will obviously uh, put a link to uh, to lewis and uh, all the other um, aspects that we've spoken about today if there's any useful links uh, i will put them in the show notes so that you can do that and before we finish i should just put a, a very important disclaimer at the end of this podcast to say that this program is our opinion and it's our guidance only and you should seek professional medical advice before undertaking any physical fitness or taking any supplements don't take our word for it and just go out there and kill yourself um get some professional advice uh and this uh, this program is for guidance only um it's been a really great show and one of the best i've done so far i've really enjoyed it and probably particularly because i'm i'm so passionate about about it at the moment about this subject so lewis thank you so much for coming on um, no worries thank you for having me some, some great advice for people out there and please uh do do take it and listen to it and uh and go go off and do this stuff and and you know just go and be your best go and be your best don't forget to check out the website at www.alifeinmusic.com subscribe to the podcast and please go onto itunes and leave a review of this podcast it will help me get up the ratings just a little bit further to try and help even more people out there that are wanting to be the very best they can be until next time thank you very much and don't forget be your very best <laughs>